Nerds, you are listening to This Week in Marvel, episode number 442. I'm Ryan Panagos, aka Agent M. And I'm Lorraine Sink, baking enthusiast and recent fireplace stepmom. All right, like, the fireplace stepmom thing is (laughs) so weird, and I love that you do it, but I'm always like, what is she talking about? Who is... Who's who's the child here? <laughs> Let me explain. So I went on a trip before, you know, the world changed a little bit. And there was a fireplace there. And I said, I posted a picture and I was like, when I pose in front of this fireplace, I feel like somebody's stepmom who is going to like take all of, or basically who's going to steal your inheritance. And so then it became this thing that I just post these pictures with fireplaces talking about how I'm being not nice to you and your family. <laughs> it's just a real mood. <laughs> it's real good. Uh, you're posting these on your Instagram, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, this week, I've been a dad for six months. Uh, Catherine Aww. Grace, the baby, came home six months ago on the 15th. And um, yeah, it's pretty great. She's now really good about her baby noises. She's in far in the other room, so she, I can't bring her over to... to uh, for her to be on the podcast, but she goes ga 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 ba 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 like soft oh. babbling, and it's it's the best. Also, she slept eleven hours straight the last two nights. Oh my god, you're so stoked! I feel like I'm alive again, which is <laughs> lovely. You know what's so funny is I was like Ryan looks like really energized today, and it's because you've slept for the first time in six months. Yeah, it is great. Uh, but that's not all we're here to talk about. No, dear listeners, we are going to tell you about things we're excited about at Marvel this week, things that are happening. Lorraine, we have a, a bunch of fun stuff going on. I'm going to go around the horn and start things off because we have some new news about season seven of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because it has a premiere date. The final season of the series will launch on Wednesday, May 27, 2020 at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 central on abc i know it's it's a big deal this is the final season the show's been going on for i believe 16 decades uh it's been on for a really long time and this is really cool it was just announced in entertainment weekly that uh enver jokai who played daniel souza on marvel's agent carter uh is going to be guest starring in season seven um he's returning as souza who he previously played what a what a delightful little dreamboat also Marvel trivia fun fact, he also played a police officer in Marvel Studios' Avengers, which means that uh, he has played maybe his own grandson. Oh, I love that. Isn't that great? That could be canon. That would be so cool. Right? For anybody who doesn't know, there's a little bit of a spoiler alert here. We're going to give you a little tiny, tiny little recap because the season six finale for Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had LMD version of Coulson. Again, I said spoilers. And the the team, they were time jumping. They went back to 1931 New York City in a modified version of their ship called the Zephyr. And basically, they're just trying to stop the Chromacoms from attacking S.H.I.E.L.D. across time. They're basically trying to wipe out S.H.I.E.L.D. And our team is there to stop them at different points in time. And then that's how they're going to reconnect. Or I should say that's how they're going to connect with Sousa. It's pretty neat. Um, and of course, Chronicoms are those time traveling robot jerk holes, I guess. Yeah. Right? That's, that seems about right. 
Uh, also, of course, everybody's talking about Fortnite, and you got to play Deadpool in Fortnite. Well, now, starting this week, there's an X-Force event bringing Cable, Psylocke, and Domino to the game. You can get all the details on Fortnite social media, like Fortnite Game on Twitter, and more. It's really cool. I know I've loved seeing all the Deadpool art for Fortnite because it's so cute and so cheeky. It's funny that you should say art because this week was World Art Day. And of course, here at Marvel, we love the art. We uh, <laughs> we, we have a lot of fun stuff. Um, and I think we put up a couple articles on Marvel.com. And they actually like highlighted a bunch of art books for art lovers. Ooh, I like to say it, love us. <laughs> lovers art lovers um just things that like hey if you just want to go through awesome art here are some suggestions they had like captain america the poster collection or black panther the illustrated history of a king um there's a deadpool art book there's a black widow art book a bunch of books that cover the art and the history of characters but I also wanted to throw in there, like, my favorites are a whole line that we're doing right now called the Marvel Monograph books mm. because they are, like, highlights on specific artists. And so you get, like, one for Ed McGinnis or one for Chris Pachalo or one for J. Scott Campbell. And we've been putting out these books. I have I put them all together on a shelf the other day. They're a little bit oversized. And so if you're, like, someone who wants to see someone's full progression of art or the things that they've done for marvel it's really really neat also you know there's an article showing some side-by-side -side comparisons between marvel art and classic art which is so cool we have the classic like sunday in the park with george by george surratt and some egyptian drawings yeah um you know i was i was just gonna say like there's a great run of daredevil that pulls a lot of inspiration from classic art and fine art I see there they actually used one of the David Mack pieces to show that comparison. Uh, David Mack, he's just this beautiful, multi-layered, weird, cool style. Um, he did a lot of that in his run on Daredevil and like the early Marvel Knights version, as well as Joe Quesada. Like there's some pages that Joe does in that run that are just like, wow, 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 wow. And he he's done a lot of like really fun stuff inspired by uh fine artists and classic artists in some of his cover work and just things like you it's really neat to look at the way comic artists are influenced by things you would never think that they're influenced by it's beautiful yeah i think daredevil is one of those characters that you see pop up a lot in these kind of like classic art illusions for the simple fact because of his religion you know because he's so devoutly catholic that you often see him in like put into kind of like frescoes and stained glass and these um, really sort of traditional Catholic art pieces. So it just like makes sense so well with that character. So I feel like it's interesting that you see him a lot in these kinds of pieces. Yeah, I have um, one more thing that I want to drop in because we used to have a conference room a couple of offices ago at Marvel that had these two posters on the wall, Rogue and Gambit by Joe Quesada, this like Art Nouveau, like Art Deco style uh, pieces. Lorraine, you probably know a lot more about this style than I do. A lot of these are also just like a very classic Art Deco style. Like this was on everything. My mom is an antique dealer. And by antique dealer, I mean she is a collector of crap that she sells. Um, so it's like everything from like old metal signs to, you know, fine pieces of glass, but like so much of the, um, sort of like art for this day, especially in France for advertising and stuff, 
were these classic art deco panels with like the super ornate tops and bottoms almost sort of like stained glass but then with these like very uh, romantic figures inside Ryan, I don't know if you know, but I have a lot of time on the internet lately. Uh, (laughs) But that means I'm also coveting the things that are out in the world. And I'm very excited because some of the cool Black Widow collaborations are coming out now. And so Ulta, uh, the makeup company, is doing a Black Widow collection. And there's like some interesting little tidbits in the names that I'm like, what's this about? What does this mean? Um, But there's like super cute makeup bags and, you know, makeup inspired by their looks. And then there's also a Her Universe line as well, which I'm obsessed with their clothes. They make clothes for both men and women now and little girls. I didn't know that. Yeah. They have Our Universe, which is uh, for men. But like Her Universe is like a little bit more fashionable. They've got lots of cute different designs. Um, and they have this really great Black Widow collection. And I love their workout stuff too. It's soups cute. Finally, clothes for men. I mean, it's about time that somebody actually <laughs> made some superhero clothes for men, Lorraine. I want to congratulate. No, you know, I'm joking. Um, that's awesome. I, I, but also, I love their stuff. I actually like that. It's also the Our Universe stuff is actually kind of meant to be non-gender specific, which I think is also cool. Um, super cool. I'm going to go check that out. Do you know the names of the Ulta stuff? Like you, you mentioned that they have like cool spy names. The hot tip is to look at their uh, eyeshadow palette because some of them are just like agent spy, but then there's one called like safe house. And there's some other ones that I'm like, hmm, what's that Ooh. about? I had to film uh, some videos here at the house the other day and Elizabeth my wife was like, all right, let's do your makeup. And so she was like doing me up and uh, hopefully not <laughs> making me too like blushy or anything like that. But it, this face needs some work. Thankfully, I have someone who knows how to put makeup on. It's not just me coming over with a compact. Like you're shiny. <laughs> yeah, uh, which which is how it always goes. Thank you very much. For that. Um. Oh, here's another great thing that happened this week. Did you get to see Taika Waititi do his Instagram live? I watched a little bit of it. I, it just, I, you know, I didn't have a chance to you watch the baby. whole thing. Have a baby, but I was trying to catch little bits here and there. But it, it was great because, like, on the work Slack, people were just like throwing the highlights. Like, oh my gosh, this is happening. This person's on. So what, what happened? Um, it was really cute. He was making dinner for his family. Um, so as people were sort of gathering, he was like picking rosemary from his garden and, and making food. But then, uh. My favorite part was right at the beginning, I like looked away for a minute and I missed part of it. And so if somebody saw it, let me know. But um, he he pulled out some like concept art or something for Meek. And it was Meek wearing like a lady suit. Meek being the alien friend that you think is dead, but then isn't who looks kind of insectoid. And it's like Meek wearing like a very sassy power suit. And then him being like, Meek is a lady, everybody. Don't assume. Because <laughs> it. it's like a genderless blob. And then he also had some, oh, like these script pages, don't worry about them. And it was like, Tony Stark is like, I'm back. And Thor was like, what? Those, that that <laughs> Which... script page was so good. Such beautiful trolling <laughs> by Taika. And then like he just kind of hung out and made jokes for the rest of the night. Mark Ruffalo stopped by. Tessa Thompson sh- showed up. Oh, yeah. It was just really, really sweet. I I appreciate in this time to just have some like silly time with everybody. Yeah, I think the the team put up a recap on Marvel.com. If you somehow missed it, and because the way Instagram Live works, 
it's only 24 hours so you got to catch it when it happens or within a day or you missed out suckers before we get to another instagram live thing right do you watch what we do in the shadows yes it's so good new season starts this week oh great awesome i will watch that it's on hulu the new season of what we do in the shadows and if you are a taika ytt fan you gotta watch the show because he directed the first like the movie he starred in the movie he directed a bunch of the episodes i think he showed up in one of the episodes like it's hilarious and it's weird. I don't know what it says about me, but Larissa Rosen was the person who I, w- I was intending on watching it, but I hadn't watched it yet. And she was like, you must watch this because the married vampire reminds me so much of you, especially when she says, oh, you stupid little baby. And I was like, what does that say about me? <laughs> uh, Larissa Rosen is one of our producers. She works with us on uh, Earth's Mightiest Show. And that is pretty great. I love that. <laughs> it's truly excellent. And uh, if you need something to watch right this second, um, I highly recommend checking out our Thanos family tree that we did for Earth's Mightiest Show. It's available on the Marvel YouTube. Bump, bump, bump. The big exciting thing from the video that you will learn is that Thanos is kind of an eternal. He is of eternal lineage. He is related in part to the Deviants because the Deviants are related to the Eternals. Uh, Thena is his like first cousin. You also get to learn about all of his kids that he's had. So I threw together a little Thanos family reading list if you guys were interested in getting into a little bit more of Thanos' background. Tell me about these books. Tell me about these books. I love a good reading list. Well, this first one was actually a book that you recommended to me when I started working on writing this project, which is detailing the history of the Celestials and Eternals. It's retold in a little bit more modern update because the original comics were from I think the 70s-ish. It's called Eternals, Secrets from the Marvel Universe, number one. It came out in 2019. And this really goes into the backstory of the Celestials and the Eternals, not specifically Thanos, but it really lays out how the Eternals came together as a team, what their race is about, how they were created. Yeah, I, I love, 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 love this book. It's actually, it's reprints with some sort of supplemental material by Ralph Macchio, uh, one of the editors from mm-hmm. you know Marvel for 30 years. And he worked on these stories. These were backups in the original What If series. So it's the Watcher basically explaining the history of parts of the Marvel Universe. And then this was like... These stories were used in Mark Wade and Javier Rodriguez's History of the Marvel Universe. It's just, it's super cool. Yeah, it, I think it's really awesome too because the Eternal storyline is complex and it's been told a couple of times and it's always like in a heavy flashback. Um, but it's not like the sort of backstory like a Peter Parker getting bitten by a radioactive spider thing where you're just like oh yeah Peter Parker bitten by a radioactive spider you're not like oh yes the Eternals created by Celestials via bioengineering and then uh, their king exploded and gave them eternal life because <laughs> that's essentially <laughs> what happened yeah. um, but if you want to learn more about Eternals and then specifically Thanos's family uh, via his brother Star Fox I recommend reading Avengers uh, 247. This is also like a really fun time in Avengers comics in general. Um, But there's a huge flashback in there that really tells the story of the Eternals and Star Fox's lineage. What we were talking about Gambit being sleazy. If you want another sleazy dude to talk about, it's Star Fox. His name is Eros and his power is to basically make you be into him. Yeah, um, I full out called him problematic in our video. (laughs) 
Yeah, because he is. <laughs> he is a he problem. He's a grosso. Yep. Yeah, not one of my favorites, but... One of my actual favorites is Thanos Rising. Um, if you want more on ch- uh, Thanos' childhood with his parents, with his birth, Thanos Rising by Jason Aaron uh, is just phenomenal. Yeah, Simone Bianchi's art in that <sighs> is so cool. And like it actually goes back to the art discussion that we had earlier. Mm. He like has this very classical art style. He's got this really cool Italian um, vibe to his art. And that story, Thanos Rising, is brutal. It is so brutal. Well, it starts out and you're like, oh, baby Thanos, I love you, you sweet baby. And then, and then, y'all, and then it gets rough. (laughs) Oh, but there is more. So if you want to learn about Thanos and his child with death, by the way, because that (laughs) happened. And this is my favorite. He basically had a child with death. Well, really, it was his doppelganger, but we're not going to worry about the semantics. Um, he had a child with death via death. So he died, thus creating a, a baby that's a nothingless void. I Just read the story. It's Avengers Celestial Quest. <laughs> it's Avengers Celestial Quest number eight. It is a wild ride. And also, if you want to get into his full family lineage, read the Infinity series. It's only six issues with lots of tie-ins, but Infinity 1 through 6 really goes into how Thanos one day is like, hey, I've fathered children all over the universe. I don't want them to live anymore, so I'm just going to wipe out my own gene pool. It's dark, but hey, at least his kid Thane um, lives by turning into the phoenix. Thane's a whole other... Ball of, ball of wax but the, the infinity is also great too if you like oh, if you love the so mcu good. you want to see like a lot of origins for characters that show up the children of thanos in, in the movies like they this is mm-hmm. the story that inspired a lot of that and so it's super cool the art by jim chung and uh jerome opinia is wildly beautiful it uh is there's so much amazing world and character creation it's just i mean i think they that when that originally came out we did just like a ton of stuff on the site about character creation and original designs because they're phenomenal so that's up on youtube as well as uh, a really wild video that we put up it's a like 10 hour stream sort of video from inside inside inside, inside. from oh it's outside from outside, outside, outside the sanctum outside. sanctorum uh, and it's 10 hours. There's cool music. It's just like a video you put on the background once in a while, take a peek at it. Cause there's a bunch of really fun, weird stuff that they throw in the video. I, I think the team worked hard figuring this out and putting it together. And it's something that, you know, we also have a Slack channel at Marvel, just like music and things that people can have on in the background and everybody's throwing out ideas. And I think this is kind of the perfect possibility. If like, you're just a Marvel fan, put it up on your TV or, or whatever. And, um, you can have this streaming in the background. It's really neat. Yeah, I love stuff like this while I'm working because I actually find that I work a little bit better if I have something going on in the background that is not distracting me fully, but that's distracting the part of my brain that would be like, did you turn on the oven? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that that little voice that's like making checklists and worrying about stuff. If I put on a little bit of music or like I'll put on a, a lo-fi kind of video like this, it'll just kind of keep me in a zen state so I can keep working. And when I am when I think about something, instead I'm like, oh, what's happening on the video? Okay, cool. And then I just go back to my life. Totally. 
one more thing I want to plug right now is the uh, new episodes of Marvel's Pull List. It's the podcast that I do with Tucker Marcus uh, and the video show I do with Tucker where we talk about comics and stuff and, and releases. And so lately we've been doing something fun and different. We've been going into Marvel Unlimited and doing like reading club deep dives. This one that we put out this week is about Civil War. And it was so much fun because we had Tom Brevoort with us, who was the editor for Civil War. He gave us so much information and background and just like behind the scenes stuff. And he's got all kinds of cool tidbits and secrets about like Peter Parker, uh, like unmasking and why, you know, the Thor android evil robot shows up and all the different things like the choices that were made the characters like the choosing sides how the story came together it's a really fun episode i hope everybody checks it out that's the new episode of marvel's pull list the podcast version get it wherever you get your audio oh also ryan i wanted to say shout out to the pull list civil war is in the free comics tab of the marvel unlimited app so if you guys want to read Civil War, if you've never done that, you should download the Marvel Unlimited app, even if you don't have the subscription yet. Catherine Grace has just popped in the mic. Hi, my girl. She's like, I need to eat, but I wanted to say hello to Auntie Lorraine. Oh, oh my God. She looks so cute and pink. I can't. Like that pinky purple color looks so cute on her. Yes. Hi. Did you want to say you Grace. were just talking hi. a minute ago? You need oh a diaper Oh, my God. Um. But if you don't have your Marvel Unlimited subscription yet, you can still read free comics. Just download the app. There's a little box that says free comics. You click on that sucker and then you can see a bunch of titles. A bunch of Civil War comics are in there or a bunch of Civil War issues, I mean, are in there, um, which you should read along and then listen to the podcast with Ryan and Tucker and get all the sweet juice that you didn't know. That's right. There's also a bunch of uh, Spider-Man comics that are free in marvel unlimited right now um and one of our friends is a big spider-man fan and she's actually on the show with us this week and that's preethi chipper yeah um i love preethi she's been on women of marvel before she's absolutely phenomenal uh she uh started in ya publishing and has moved over into writing books herself she's the author of spider-man far from home peter and ned's ultimate travel journal which is a middle grade book based on the Far From Home film. And she's got a new one coming out in August that we'll talk about a little bit too. Plus, it was her birthday this week. So I feel like we should celebrate her. Happy birthday, Preeti! Oh, big happy birthday to Preeti. You know what, Lorraine, why don't we give her a call? Boop, 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 boop. We're just calling up Preeti Chipper. Boop, boop. Bring, <laughs> bring, bring. Hi, Preeti. Hi. <laughs> Lorraine, because your hair is so big right now, it doesn't look like the headphones are on your head. It looks like they're floating behind your head. It's freaking Flor- mad, kid. Florida humidity has just fully taken over my hair. It's not really curly and it's not really straight. It's just big. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Lorraine Sink story. <laughs> uh, Preeti, thanks for being on the show. What is your marvel origin story how did you become a fan of marvel oh oh my gosh um i have an older brother and he was a huge fan and so i would pick up his comic issues that were lying around and also try to be very cool and like i think they were x-men trading cards which i really really loved and of course the video game so basically everything he did i was like i also want to be cool and so i'm also going to do these things (laughs) 
Oh my God, I did that too. <laughs> I got into so many weird things because I had an older brother and I was like, this seems good. I want to follow you around all day. Yeah, he loved it. <laughs> he didn't like it. Actually, for the two of you, who were your fa- your brother's favorite characters or things that then you were like, oh, I love that too. Or then you're like, that stinks later on and like branched out on your own. I know that I responded obviously to Spider-Man, but also Nightcrawler and to Gambit and Rogue. Like those are my four Marvel characters that I was like, I love you until, I will love you until I die forever. I know my brother was really into the X-Men. So I liked the X-Men. I also super duper loved Spider-Man because of my brother and also not a Marvel property, but He-Man, therefore he loved He-Man. So therefore I loved She-Ra. <laughs> And I would steal all of his toys to have them play in the She-Ra universe, which he did not like. Oh. <laughs> there was a He-Man like playset that came with like goo. Grayskull. Like, ooze. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. But you could like it, it. It barfed out goo. Yeah, it barfed out goo and ruined action figures. Just like destroy. <laughs> there was one that had like felt on him. I think it was Moss Man, and it was disgusting. <laughs> I just love how kids love to just be like, oh, this is like barf. I love it. Like even slime is so big now. I mean, when we were little, it was Gak, right? Oh, Gak. Yeah. Oh, man. The OG slime. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So you had, you've had a really interesting career because you started working in publishing and you've become an author, which I mean, obviously are very linked, but you also have roots in journalism. What brought you into the Marvel Universe and- what was your first Marvel official gig? Uh, first official Marvel gig was the Spider-Man Far From Home tie-in book, Peter and Ned's Ultimate Travel Journal, which came out last summer alongside the movie. And this is one of those things where I grew up writing on the internet, and so I used to just like write about stuff I loved on the internet, and that worked its way. I just happened to like be coming up at the same time as like internet writing was sort of becoming more and more of a real thing in which you could make money. <laughs> which was nice. And so I was doing all of this stuff kind of at the same time, like publishing and writing about stuff online. And someone gave my name to an editor at Disney because they were like, oh, you need someone who can write a Spider-Man book fast? I've got your girl. (laughs) And so I sent them up like over some of my ridiculous like sci-fi fangirls Spider-Man articles of which I have had the great, you know, honor to have an editor who was like, you want to write something about Spider-Man? Yes, do it. <laughs> so I had like several links that I could send over and they were like, okay, yeah, you're hired. This is great. <laughs> what did you write about Spider-Man? One was things that are the same size as Tom Holland, which is technically, <laughs> you know. So it, it's like a whole article. I saw this picture of like the entire like MCU cast before uh, it may it may have been right before or right after Homecoming. I can't remember, and I don't know why this like shocked me. But like Mark Ruffalo and Tom Holland are like basically the same size, and I was like, huh, what else is the same size as Tom Holland? Oh boy, it's absurd. <laughs> uh, I just want to make it clear that that is not on Marvel.com. If anybody is looking for it, <laughs> we did not do that. But I do love your um, Spider-Man Far From Home book. It's so cute and funny. And then you got to go over and meet the cast in London. Ryan, you did that too. That was uh, how I, that's how Preeti and I met. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Tell, set the scene. How did you guys meet? 
So I remember we we were like the first night we were in London, everybody was supposed to meet up to go to dinner, hang out and then go see the movie. And you just had sort of like Americans vaguely congregating in the <laughs> Hard Rock Hotel in <laughs> London. And that like, sounds very American. Like American millennial-ish people who kind of didn't fit in right anywhere but they also like <laughs> were congregated right am i wrong yes no you're right you're right it was like you saw them and you're like we're here for the same reason i think that's what i did i was like are you spider-man here for us this and then we we took a a, a cab ride over and we were just chatting together there yeah i think we became fast friends and then uh you had i think already seen a cut of the movie and weren't weren't giving anything away but i got to sit next to you while we watched the movie which was super fun <laughs> because you already knew some of the stuff was coming and so i could just turn to you and be like oh my god like i think i knew you for like two hours and i was like slapping your arm 100 percent going on yep my arm still hurts to this day from that it's terrible <laughs> I love watching movies with Ryan because we usually go to screenings before the film is out. And um, he, you know, he's like OG Marvel. He's been with it forever. So he like is pretty chill. He's like, whatever, we're going to go see a new movie. And then like if something is really, really good, his little hands come up, but he goes, oh, like he he gets like rage (laughs) happiness, um, which is really, really delightful. So what was it like for you getting to talk with the cast? What were uh, some of your memorable moments? I'd never done anything like that before. Like I've I've interviewed people and I've gone to cons and things like that, but I've never done like a movie press chunk it and it is super intense. Like now that I have experienced it, I'm like, okay, I, I did it. I, I tried it. <laughs> Great. I was basically like, you're, you're just kind of like, shuttled from place to place it was pretty cool actually they took us like on a tour of london on a double decker bus and stuff and they had a guy like in a spider-man costume come (laughs) with us so that was kind of fun and then we went straight from there to the interviews which was great because i was like oh awesome it's been raining and i've been outside all day does anyone have a hair straightener oh god uh so we (laughs) we go in uh you it's really fast you have like five minutes and i had kind of cleared it ahead of time to be like, oh, I also wrote this book for the movie. Like, can I tell them that I wrote this book? Is that a thing I can do? And they're like, yes, of course. Like, you can absolutely tell them. Like, let them know you have, like, five minutes or whatever it is. So I went in for the first round, and it was Tom, Zendaya, and Jacob Batalon. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm so so sorry now. So we, like, do the interview. They're very kind. I had interviewed Jacob at New York Comic Con a few years ago, and he remembered me, which was really nice of him because it was that was also like four minutes or something. They did a really good job, even though they'd been doing it all day. And then after it was over, I was like, oh, also, I wrote this book, and I would love if you would sign it, and we could take a picture, and that would be great. And they were like, oh, my God, we've seen this book. And it was a really lovely, cool <laughs> moment. Like, I got really excited. And it's because, you know... Spider-Man and Michelle Jones have, like, a huge shipping fandom online. So all these teenagers had found the book, which was not something I was prepared for. Like, the book is for 8 to 12-year-olds, really. But of course, like, they're like, oh, this is a new story featuring my two favorite characters who are possibly, like, you know, in the movie, like, there are some romantic things that happened. And so they were really excited and spreading all these, like, interior pages and everything and tagging (laughs) Tom Holland and Zendaya online. And so... It was like this really weird thing where I was like, oh, oh, you, oh, you know it. Oh, 
the the one story I do tell is this. It's a good story, but it's, you know, horrifically embarrassing, which I've told before. But I did Jake Gyllenhaal and, and Sam Jackson second, so they were my last thing. And I thought it went really well. I, like, did the whole interview. And I was like, oh, my God, it killed it. It was so good. And then I'm like, thank you so much. Like, this was lovely. And then I stood up and I hit my head on the boom mic. <laughs> and Jake Gyllenhaal laughed so hard, he, like, bent over because he was like, oh. And I said, sorry, first junket. <laughs> As if that was any kind of excuse. Oh, my. And I ran out of the room. I was like, oh, my God. I think that's so endearing. I wish, I honest to God, wish I would have ever thought to say something as charming as that when making a foolish mistake. Oh, ooh, but we have to talk about this. You have another, uh, another Marvel project coming in August. What is Marvel Avengers Assembly? Yes, I'm not sure how much I am allowed to say about it, but what is public is that it's with Scholastic. So it's another middle grade series, which I really love that age range for Marvel characters, especially for the younger characters like Peter and like this one, which is Kamala Khan, Miles Morales, and Doreen Green, all going to like an after school kind of Avengers style program. It's like illustrated, it's really funny, it's really cute, and it comes out in August, and I cannot wait for people to see and read it. I can't wait. You do that real good. (laughs) It's because I have the humor of like a 12 year old. Honestly, I feel like being really immature has served me well in life. Like I never stopped loving (laughs) like big movies and and comic books and like, you know what? It's adult stuff, baby. (laughs) Here we are. Also, Lorraine, you and I chanting butts, 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 butts on a Comic-Con stage. (laughs) Like that's the life I want to lead. I don't, I don't, I think that's, that's good. It serves everyone. Uh, Prithi, what are some of your favorite comics that you, you are reading or some that you just like love that you may go back to now and again? Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, so with Marvel, obviously like Spider-Man is and all be all, but I am revisiting the spectacular Spider-Man right now, the Chip Zdarsky run, Aww. because it is, I think one of the best Spider-Man runs in like the last two decades it's he just gets the character so well that it is a sheer joy to read and it like kind of brings you back to everything you like about spider-man his relatability his like how you can absolutely see how he's so fallible but he never lets hit like get him down it's just so good and then i've really been enjoying friendly neighborhood spider-man the robbie thompson and the black cat series black cat strikes yeah, it's so good. It's so fun. I mean, I'm only a few issues in, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, Jed McKay is the writer on it. And it's oh, just thank been you. such a fun series. My wife just started reading it and she's she's over the moon for it too. It's I think it's surprised everybody by making Black Cat like one of like she was cool, but always as a support mostly as a supporting character mm-hmm. or a villain. But making her the lead was like, why didn't we do this ten years ago? You know, I am like Peter and MJ till I like ride or die, right? But there's something about Felicia Hardy that she's just so like I love a good gray character. I love a character that you really don't know what way she's gonna go depending on who's writing her and, and what the stakes are. And I like that. Like I think she's a very surprising and exciting character because she's not someone that you can necessarily put in any kind of box. 
I kind of love her too because she almost reminds me of like a noir character. Yes. You know how in like every detective noir, there's like the Pollyanna girl next door and then there's like the femme fatale and she's like the femme fatale. I don't know. She's really sort of delightful in that way. And I like that they sort of allow her to be that in her own way. And we have great artists on the book too. So like the acting that like, I think particularly with the artists, I think Chris Enka has been on the book and Travel Foreman and like facial acting, particularly with Felicia in this and Mm -hmm. and, like smirking and like just crushing it. There is a panel in either the second or the third issue that now it's escaping me, but it was definitely Travel Foreman, but she makes this like, are you kidding me face that made me laugh so hard I had to like stop reading. It was so good. I'm I'm spending a lot of time in Marvel Unlimited these days. I know, and now there's free books in there too, which I just love. If you're not already subscribed, I just I'm really delighted. There's like all these stories that I think so many people hear about and then forget to go read. Like a good old fashioned civil war or something. Read it rereading these books that were there was like two Easter eggs that I picked up for the first time in my recent read of Civil War. But like that's the beauty of being able to go back and read stories that you know so well or you love because you're, you know, like when you love something that much, you find new things. You find new ways to appreciate them. Yeah, with comics especially because you can, di- you, you can you know, the first time I read a comic, generally I'm reading for a story and I just, I want to know what happens And then when I go back and pick it up, I get to take my time with the art and see how everything kind of complements each other. And it's just a really lovely medium for that. I really, really love Marvel Unlimited because I can read it as many times as I want. (laughs) It's really nice. (laughs) Also, I love having the extra space in my home. (laughs) Yeah. I have so many boxes of comics that are like on a shelf that I cannot get to and I'm not strong enough to get them down. Um, <laughs> uh, you also do podcasts. Have you been keeping up with your Desi Geek Girls and everything? Yeah, so I do Desi Geek Girls, which is a podcast with uh, Slavna Krishna where we look at like, you know, pop culture through a feminist South Asian American lens and that's really fun. We've been doing a lot of Star Trek Picard and uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars in the last few months for obvious reasons. Um, Strong Female Characters, which is the sci-fi podcast I'm on, is on hiatus right now, but we'll be back in a couple months. And then I actually just kicked off a Spider-Man podcast with with my buddy Alex Segura. I saw that. Yeah, we're doing. That's why I'm rereading all the Spectacular Spider-Man because we're we're gonna be getting it. We're gonna be doing rereads of our favorite Spider-Man runs. So we're starting with the Spectacular Spider-Man, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, uh, and we just launched it this week, actually. That's Ryan's old roommate. What? He's one of my closest friends. Nuh-uh. Yeah. So when he was at DC and I was at Marvel, I always had this like idea that I would invite Joe Casada over for dinner and he would invite Dan DiDio over for dinner and that they would both show <laughs> up with like pastries or something at the same time and they would ring the doorbell <laughs> and be like, oh no, it was a whole sitcom thing because he was DC, I was Marvel. But yeah, like I am petting his former cat right now in my lap. Alex is one of my closest friends, and I'm super pissed that he didn't tell me he was watching a Spider-Man podcast. And I am going to text him right now and be like, hey, bro, what's your story? Also, what is the name of this podcast so people can listen to it? Oh, right. It's called The Spectacular Spider-Cast. There you go. Our- That's so funny. We've We've been talking about it since, like, June 2019, and we're just both so busy that we finally got the time like now 
We're like, oh, let's let's finally do this. You must be so wildly, wildly busy because you're doing like three podcasts. You're working on a new Marvel book. You also are doing Star Wars books right now. Yeah, I have two Star Wars projects coming out in August and October. Um, one is the Clone Wars anthology, which is I'm so excited about. We just like I just saw interiors for it, and it's awesome. And I cannot say anything else about it. And then the other one is a Yoda picture book that comes out in October called A Jedi You Will Be. They're all available for pre-order, as is the Avengers book. Um, but it's yeah, it's weird. It's so strange to be creating in the universes that I you know, play in. It's like, I get to put words into Yoda's mouth. Like what, who, what is, what is life is how I feel about it. I did panic. I will admit, I, you know, I quit my job last year to write full time and I did panic a little bit and kind of said yes to almost everything. <laughs> like any project that came my way, I was like, yes, I'll do it. I'll write it. I'll, I'll do this. Don't worry. And here we are. <laughs> Uh, I got to get a quick update on the Alex Segura situation. <laughs> okay. Uh, he says, LOL, haha, yes, we should do it for Marvel. I forgot to mention it. We've been chatting about it forever. Just talking about Spidey comics we love. L-U-V. He's like written so many books and he uses L-U-V. He's, he's... <laughs> I love him to death. He's an idiot. How has it been working on Star Wars stuff is when I remember seeing uh, your Yoda book come out and I was like, ah, pretty thing. <laughs> like I looked out because I knew what a big deal that would be. Not, I mean, it's not only is it a really cool book from the looks of it, but I knew it would be meaningful to you. What has the fan reaction been and how many people are like, do you know what is the next season of Mandalorian? <laughs> I know it was, it was wild because this, uh, I wrote it in like, I think September of last year, so before the Mandalorian came. So I didn't I didn't know anything about Baby Yoda or any of that. And people kind of were like, Did you did you know? Did did you know there was gonna be a baby Yoda? I'm like, do you think that if I knew there was gonna be a baby Yoda, I would have been able to keep it to myself? No, I don't have that kind of self control. I love baby Yoda. I would have been screaming it from the rooftops. Um so no, I didn't know anything about the Mandalorian, though people do ask. I mean, they don't, I didn't know anything about the Clone Wars new series either. And I like, but people have been really excited, which is cool and strange when you're in this position of like, I've, I've been a fan for so long. I'm so used to being the person who's like, I can't wait to see this. And I'm like, oh, I, I saw it because I made it. I know what, I know what's inside it. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. Both of them, all three of them. Um, before we let you go, I know you just got hooked into the Animal Crossing train. And oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How's that going? Uh, it's going. So here's the thing: is I thought it was going well, and then I see how other people are playing, and I don't feel bad about the way I play per se, but I am like, am I playing wrong? Because my house is pretty empty i can't find any counter space and i'm so tired of fishing up eggs ultimately uh animal crossing is a game about great debt <laughs> I, I do owe tom nook 1.2 million bells right now 
I don't need to know. I'm not going to play the game. I feel good. I feel like this was a great conversation, and that's a perfect way to end it. Uh, Preeti, thanks for coming on. Uh, maybe we'll be able to talk to you again down the line um, after your next book comes out, and then after your next book, and your next book, and your next book, and your next book. <laughs> yes, I would love that. Thanks, Preeti. Uh, thank you, Preeti. That was delightful, as always. Big thanks to Preeti. Um, you can follow her on Twitter, Run With Skizzers, and uh, she's just the best. She, what a delightful human being. She also requested some stamps for her birthday, so feel free to buy some stamps and support the USPS. If you're in the US. If you're not in the US, I mean, support your local postal service? Yeah. Lorraine, do we have a question of the week? Yes, we do, Ryan. So I've been seeing a lot of people dusting off their old comic book collections and sharing pictures of their most prized possessions. So we want you to show us yours. Tweet us a picture of your favorite Marvel comic and tell us why you love it. It can be in all its bagged and boarded glory. Uh, I just think it's so cool to get to see people kind of have the time to take out their collections and sort through uh, their treasures. Uh, you can tweet us your answers using hashtag This Week in Marvel. Email us at twimpodcast at marvel.com. Or you can send us a message on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash This Week in Marvel. I'm going to play around with it in a sense. Because I, I don't have most of my bagged and board comics available. I don't have many anymore right now just because I had to sell a lot of them. And I keep mostly just trades. But I'm going to post pictures of like cubes of my bookshelf. And just do one of those. You can only keep one or you can only keep oh. three and there's like 30 comics on there i just want to see people lose it over like what you keep <laughs> when you have like all these great comics It'd be tough you know what's funny is so i'm staying with my father-in-law uh so i don't have my comic collection but i do have one comic book that i brought with me which is sensational she hulk number one so that's it that's the one i've got with me and i'm wearing a she hulk shirt today that's a nice one yeah we got some really awesome emails this week. The first one is from Joey Martinez. It says, hey guys, love the show. Bummed out about the delay of upcoming Marvel movies. But a couple of ways I'm coping with this Thanos snap-like situation is by reading Marvel comics. Delving into Kirby classics like Machine Man and the Eternals and newer books like the current Spider-Woman, which is freaking awesome. I'm also a cartoonist and I absolutely chill and escape reality by drawing marvel characters well that's how i cope keep up the great shows stay strong stay safe and stay the heck inside joey martinez <laughs> orlando florida isn't that sweet that is the best i love this email came in and joey included a couple of his cartoon drawings of machine man and spider-man and stuff um it was really cool and those are great picks to just like you know Get into something cool and weird. Machine Man, yes. The yeah. Eternals, yes. New Spider-Woman, I was literally thinking about the first issue of that book this morning, just being like, man, that series is so good. I can't wait for more. Yeah. Um. Also, I'm super obsessed with, like, around the Eternals time when Cersei joins the Avengers. I've been reading some of those 90s comics. And, ho, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're messy. <laughs> There's a like, lot happening. But great fashion once they get their bomber jackets and oh my Hercules God. shaves off his beard. I hate Hercules without a beard. I, like, hate it. It is one of my least favorite things. I don't like him without a beard. It looks gross to me. 
it's super confusing too because I have like facial blindness to him. Like I can't figure out every time I'm like, who is that? Oh yeah, it's Hercules. Who is that? Oh yeah, it's Hercules. Also, Crystal's on the team at that time. And like Black Knight. It's a real weird squad. Oh, it's so weird, but I love it. Again, thanks again for that email, Joey. And we got another email here from our pal Samuel Lang. He says, Hey guys, the last few weeks have been pretty depressing, but the last two days have been the happiest I have been in a while. Since I live in Eagle River, Alaska, the snow recently started melting so I could bring my mountain bike outside. I actually fell in love with Marvel originally because I would go mountain biking and listen to This Week in Marvel. I went biking for the first time in six months and came home extremely happy after listening to the latest episode of Twim while biking. After which I ordered the Doctor Doom Marvel Legends figure! Anyways, the point of all this is I just wanted to thank you guys for making me happy at all times, no matter what's going on. Samuel, this email brought so much joy to the entire team. Our producers, Lorraine and I, we were all just like, this is the best. I mean, I think that that's all we want right now, you know, is to get to hang out with you guys, to express joy. I really do think it's really important right now to allow joy in. Not to be uh, cheesy about it in any way, but I think that sometimes it's very easy to be caught up in everything happening in the world and not that we should ignore it in any way, but sometimes it's okay to like tune out, let your nervous system have some calm and find joy in the things that make you happy. So I'm so glad that we could be a part of that. I'm so glad that you found something that brings you joy. I was um, I was listening to Paul Rudd on the Conan O'Brien podcast. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Mm-hmm. I was laughing so hard my sides hurt. And it's <laughs> like those things, whatever can give you that little bit of fun, I I hope that you find it. And Samuel, thank you for letting us into your life and um, letting us bring you a little bit of joy every week. This episode of This Week in Marvel was produced by Percy Verlin, Zachary Goldberg, Lorraine Sink, and Ryan Panagos. Our audio development manager is Brad Barton. Jill DeBoff is our director of audio. And special thanks to Thanos' glove company. Wearing Thanos' gloves makes cleaning a snap. That's really good. Great one, Lorraine. I'm Ryan. I'm Lorraine. And this is Marvel. Your universe. Your universe.